Welcome to the Blue Pod season finale. I'm your host, Tess Hampton, joined for the last time in 2022 by Matt Duffy. Welcome, Matty. Got here a bit early, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> I had to listen back and tally the BNF votes earlier today for the last couple of rounds. Yeah. And in one of them, I actually said, oh, are we stopping the votes at the end of the the normal season, season or are we continuing in the finals? In the finals? So that's how confident we were uh, subconsciously. And from the very start of the year, I've listened back because, spoiler alert, we're going to look at our early season predictions and see if they came true. And you and I in our first episode must make finals. Unacceptable yeah. if we don't. I vaguely remember that, yeah. Uh, anyway, like all of you listening, we've taken the week. Um, honestly, the heartbreak was real and we'll dive into that in a moment. The week off from the pod I think was well needed. Uh, I couldn't even listen to content myself. It just would have been a sad yeah. dribble. I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> have done it. I couldn't bring myself to listen to Voss's Presser for a few days. Uh, I had to block it all out. So if you are tuning in, we hope that this... Helps you feel better. We are, as always, doing a four-quarter performance on the Blue Pod, but we're doing it a bit differently today because this is the final episode for the season. So in the first quarter, we will recap the Collingwood game and the devastating heartbreak that that brought with it. Uh, In the second quarter, we're going to do a broader season recap. We're going to look back at those predictions we made and see if they came true. We're going to give every player a pass and fail in rapid-fire style. And we're going to name our boy each for the whole season. In the third quarter, we're going to talk about the off-season and our hopes for next season in terms of players we're targeting, game plan, etc. And then the fourth quarter, we'll wrap the pod with the much-anticipated winners of the Blue Pod BNF and the Blue Pod (laughs) tipping to be announced. Let's jump in, Maddie. All right, let's rip the Band-Aid off. <laughs> oh, the Collingwood game, that's yep, right. Yeah, the Collingwood yeah, yeah. game. Collingwood defeated Carlton 11-9-75 to Carlton 10-14-74. Goals, Kerno 2, McKay 2, Motlop 2, Chera 2, Doherty and Oes 1 apiece. And disposals, Captain Cripper with 35, Dockwood 29, Chera with 27, Setterfield with 24 and Saad with 21. Where do you want to begin with this one, Matt? It's a funny one because after the game, I think I walked out and I was like, we played one good quarter and you're not going to win a game of football playing one good quarter. It's true. And we went goalless in the first, goalless in the last and obviously... That's very true. I hadn't thought about it from that perspective. Pretty upset about it. But then I think in reflection, I think the first quarter was obviously pretty ordinary. Yeah. Fought back in the second. So I think we kicked a couple, but not too bad in the second. Yeah, always... Slotted one from my – I have to look back on my notes because <laughs> I haven't wanted to reflect on this game. So, yeah, we came we came out firing a lot more in the second quarter. Yeah, not too bad. Sort of wrestled back some momentum. And then obviously the third quarter where we just eight, dominated eight, eight them. Uh, and then the final quarter, while it feels like in in – Retrospect with the with the result, it felt like it was a pretty awful last quarter. We kicked zero zero six. Yeah, and they kicked five one. All we needed was one or two of those, and we missed out on the. I mean, you can you know, pick moments out any moments in games. in games, but there was obviously the really obvious one where Cripps yes. got the ball taken off him. I've watched that replay more times than I care. <laughs> Sauce got for those who don't know what we're talking about, but I'm sure you all do. Sauce uh, Cripps took a mark at the start of the fourth or near the start of the fourth, um, and I was thinking, Maddie, we need to kick the first goal this quarter to. To really steady. And if we don't, I'm a little bit worried because of the way Collingwood finish mm. and, and because th- we're nervous. I think we'd missed a few easy ones just before this Charlie moment. had missed a snap. a snap, which he should have perhaps not have been a snap. So then Cripps takes the captain's mark. Beautiful. I'm thinking, good. If he goes back and kicks this, it's really hard for Collingwood from here. And it gets reversed into a free kick mm. against us because Sauce gets called for blocking. And on the replay, he's pushed by a Collingwood player. It wasn't even... 
It wasn't even anything remotely resembling a block. Give the umpire a please. We'll give him the whole 50 metres. Yeah, please give him 50, 50 metres. Um, so it's the, it is those moments in games. And we had our chances with the – I mean, the other moment that everyone's gone on and on about is Durden having the ball. Have you seen the replay of that? I did watch it a couple of times because I saw a bit of commentary on it. Yeah, so this is with a minute 30 or so to go where we needed to score. Fish and Harry both wide open. Even a point would have done it. Yeah, I think the smart play is just – bomb it to the top of the square and just try to make them panic. Cause they're gonna, they're and not just knock it through if nothing else, 100%. please, God. But there was a couple of things that were not great about it. First of all, I think Harry was leading back with Darcy Moore on him. Yeah. And Harry doubles back and Darcy Moore doesn't even notice. So Harry's wide open in the yeah. pocket Which and he missed that. And I think he was probably expecting Charlie to do the same, double back into that space yeah. where he kicked it. But obviously Charlie never turned. So yeah. And Fish was also wide open. Missed Fish earlier. Yeah. 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 So... Again, moments, but... Yeah, and similarly, Charlie had, um, I think it was Durden on close, similar to the way Durden had Fish on close, just moments before it didn't hit him up. So there was a few really key moments there at the end, which they, all they needed was a point and they just couldn't get it. And gee, did you reckon I had a feeling a bit of inevitable at the ground? Yeah. After the previous week, the way we were playing, we didn't look like we were going to score. Collingwood were on top of the ground, running it out. Yeah. It it almost just, when they kicked the goal, you're also like, Oh, of course. Put us out, yeah, put us of out of misery. It's coming. Yeah. Well, yeah. this is the thing. At halftime, we'd played so poorly. I just – I thought, you know what? My heart was broken last week. Oh, Nothing I they you, do today can upset to, me. You turned to me and said, like, we're not going to win today. We no. can't – with the way we're playing, like, no. it's just not going to happen. I'd resign myself. And that was my way of coping. We were just not on. So I thought, no, nah, it's not our day. It's just not going to happen. We need a miracle – Last week's heartbreak will be the worst heartbreak I've experienced. Haha, <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> uh, and then in the third quarter, it was unbelievable. So, like, it was amazing. And Doherty kicked that big goal in the third mm. from the 50. Yeah. And it reminded me of when he kicked that big goal against Richmond in round one. Yeah. And the, this noise was bananas and everyone rallied. I just want to nitpick because they've clarified during the week and they used that example yes. of the 50 as one they shouldn't have paid. Yeah. But what Collingwood were doing is when we had – Sard or someone running past with a handball receive, as soon as our player would shake, like look at them and like, you know, it's obviously Go going it. to be an option. The Collingwood player wasn't waiting for play on and was taking off. Every time. Even before you'd go to ha- like feign the handball. Yeah, exactly. So then the guy wouldn't handball it because the guy on the marks then already cut off the runner, which is the it whole was, point you of the were rule. going crazy about it in the first half. You're like, how many times me can they move off the mark? the mic in frustration. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the KFL have come out and said, no, no, you're meant to call play on as soon as they feigned a handball. But the player shouldn't be allowed to cut off the option. Exactly. Isn't that the whole first. point of the rule? Yeah. I hate the AFL making rules up on the fly too. A week before finals, we're going to. Yeah. Clarify. They're like, oh, we don't like people milking it. How hard is it just to stand still on the mark? Yeah, exactly. I, I think it takes away – the whole point of the stand rule is to open up the, the ground. And now they're saying that – yeah, I just well, I don't, when I don't is agree it faking with you. And when are they actually giving the handball? Because Doherty arguably would have given that handball had the player not moved. So when is, yeah, where's that fine point. line? I think they, they overcorrected there. I think they should have allowed people to do that. And the player yeah. on the mark just has to stand there. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, anyway, whatever. Totally. So, so, Total slight side point. No, but Doherty kicks that goal and I'm thinking that's the moment where I thought, oh, my God, we're on here. Thank God. Yeah. Um, you know, high fives and hugs in the stand with everyone around us and it's feeling like it's going to be a great, memorable day in Carlton history. Yeah. It was a, it was a bit of a weird game. It was complete 
clash of game styles, wasn't it? So yeah. Collingwood were the run and gun. So get the ball and go. Every time through the corridor, every single time. Use the corridor if you can. And then we start over defending the corridor. So the wings were wide open, but they were moving the ball rapidly into their forward 50. And they did yep. turn it over sometimes. Like it, we would drop back and intercept market times. March Bank, beautiful in that regard. Played that role really well. But then the contrast was we wanted to move the ball slow and be able to set up our structures ahead of the ball. Yeah. So I feel like we never punished them on that turnover game I feel like their style actually suits playing against us that way yeah exactly well that's the thing in the first half I I can't believe we came out like we did in the third quarter because it just felt like our style and their style they were on top of us and it was working into playing into their hands the way we were so stagnant I feel like the reason we got on top in the third though is because we just kept on pushing it out of the middle and going forwards we weren't we weren't on turnover yeah and I feel like it almost played into Collingwood's hands is that we weren't punishing them on turnover, which is the weakness to their game style. Yeah, exactly. So they could essentially run and gun knowing that the ball wasn't going to come flying back over their heads. Yeah, so they could take that risk without any risk uh, punishment. Yeah, it wasn't as yeah. risky as it should have been. So that's mm. just one thing that frustrated me about the way the game played out. Yeah, but I agree with what you're saying with inevitability. When we didn't kick that goal where Cripps got it turned around and they kicked one back. Yeah, down the other end. Yeah, I had a sinking feeling. I just did. It and just felt like it was it was bound to happen. It just became the mental game, didn't it, with no one being able to kick a goal. And it frustrates me that they didn't learn from the week before. Exactly. Because uh, Melbourne, when they beat us, they came out and said, oh, well, we had that close one the week before. Yeah. And we learned a and lot from it. And we said on the pod the week prior, like hopefully if it gets in that situation, yeah. we'll have trained it all week. Yeah. We'll be ready. So it was a pretty devastating way to finish off the season. But – if you want to try and maybe pick out a, a silver lining, Please. I like the fact that maybe that will that will hurt the players, the fact that they yeah. lost by so little rather than maybe us making the finals, putting in a decent effort in round one in the elimination final and then all the players going off and paying themselves on the back for a well-done-we-made finals season. Yeah. So maybe this will – yeah. Well, I feel like it will make or break us and I hope it will make us. And I think I was really super impressed with Voss's press conference after the game just because – I mean, I was I was devastated. <laughs> he must have been feeling it, but he came out zen and I liked what he said. He said a few really, you know, we've proved that we're about a 7 to 10 team. That's not where we want to be. We want to be great. So, um, you know, the boys were clearly devastated. But I, I feel like with Voss at the helm, going back to whether it makes or breaks us, I, I hope it will be the thing that makes us. He said to them, remember this moment. This is what you train for. Yeah. Um, I feel like it had the potential to go the other way because honestly, uh, like the devastation, the boys must have been hurting. Like we as supporters were Yeah, it hurting. was a pretty average end to the season. What We went from eight and two and we always knew the second half of the season was tougher, but eight and two to what did we end up doing in the second half of the season? Something like I'm not sure four, actually. We dropped the last four, four in a row though. Four and ten or I think well, it, it was. it was over when we lost to Adelaide. It never should have got to the position it got to. No. That's the reality. I mean, we actually took it up to Melbourne and Collingwood who are now two top four teams. If we want to look at a positive, we probably should have won both those games. Yeah. Even with playing one good quarter, arguably, against Collingwood. And let's face it, we had some players that were underdone. Pitto went straight back in for surgery, so clearly not right. Durden in for surgery? Durden with a shoulder reconstruction. We had... We were missing Kennedy and Hewitt. Kennedy and Hewitt out. Williams rushed back after being out for... Mind you. 15 weeks or something. Played a ripper game. Had a pretty good game, yeah. Not, pretty happy not bad with him, all. surprisingly. Yeah. Uh, so I think there's, you know, there's some, some positives you can take away from it. Yeah. It's it's devastating, um, but I I feel like I've heard on... Uh, I think it's Richmond, is it? Did you tell me? But 
teams who have had periods of sustained success have generally had this kind of moment, the heartbreaking yeah, well, moment. Richmond were classically ninth and yeah. uh, Geelong, I heard someone talking about Geelong who apparently had a similar situation where they mm. just missed finals and apparently that was a bit of a motivating a factor for them. Well, you so. couldn't be closer than we were, 0.3 of a percent. We were in the eight. Mm. Um, oh, Melbourne I think was the one. Melbourne, who, yes, they were even closer. Who, they were yeah. 0.2 or something yeah. like that of a percent out. Yeah. And then it drives you the next season. But we were, Maddie. I'm sure you've heard, but in the eight from round one until the last minute. Of, Very aware of that stuff, yeah, yes. Heartbreaking. <laughs> so... Anyway, let's hope it's the game that makes us. Before we move on to, you know, from that heartbreak to talk about the season more broadly, we'll do our votes from the oh, game. sure. I didn't actually have mine written down, but I'm pretty sure I know what I put down. Okay, well, I've got mine, so shall I lead us off? Go for it. Uh, so I gave Crips three. Yeah. I mean, captain's game. game. Big huge game. game. Couldn't have done more. Chera two. I thought Chera was huge. Best game, I think, maybe for the year even. Yeah, he's unlucky not to have got three. I just want to squeeze a few more people in, but yeah. he was amazing in that third quarter. Yeah. He kicked that goal. Yeah. He was just... Throwing himself at the ball. I think I said to, to you and to Phil in that moment that recruiting Cher has just become, if it wasn't already, worth it in this quarter alone. He yeah. Was just he, he really showed... He's, and he's surprisingly young, same age as Walsh. He's, yeah, he made the 22 under 22. Yeah. Um, two votes to Doc. He was phenomenal. I gave a vote to Williams. I just really thought he gave us some spark and I just didn't expect it. He did. I think it was in that – was it in the third as well where he was just really just getting the ball and going off the back line? Yeah. You and I were like, who is that? Yeah. Williams, love it. Um, I gave Motlop a vote. Yep. Exciting stuff from him. Couple goals. And finally Marchbank. Yep. Really liked what I saw from him. We're not too dissimilar. So without having them in front of me, I've just tallied them. So I know tallied what for the, the whole final season. board is. Yeah. yeah. But I think I went three Crips, three Chera, two Doc – one Motlop and possibly one to Marchbank. Yeah, that sounds but like maybe that not. Makes may have been Setterfield. Would have been worthy as well. Yeah, I think I may have gone Motlop Setterfield. Well, if you didn't go Motlop Setterfield, who, it might have been your your boy. Setterfield <laughs> finally hit form at the end of the year. They I played know. him in the middle, and he was pretty much best on ground today in the reserves. Oh, by a mile. Yeah, he had thirty nine disposals or something, and in, two, the reserves had two to goals, win. three or something as yeah. well. Yeah, he's that's huge. a dilemma. Maybe a third quarter discussion about what we do with him next season. All right, shall we move on from this misery? Let's yeah, put this let's game get, behind yeah. us and let's talk about the season more broadly. Okay, Maddie. second quarter, let's talk about the season more broadly. Do you want to start with pass or fail uh, for the players or revisiting our predictions from earlier? Uh, well, why don't we go predictions first because we'll probably cover some things in that. All right. And then we'll, we'll just finish off the quarter with a quick pass or fail. Pass or fail. In the meantime, while I get our predictions up, do you want to tell the listeners and me your boy for the season? So if you're new to the Blue Pod Strange time to tune in for the first time, but welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you really needed some emotional Collingwood support. fan just coming yeah. in for the, for the trial. I'll tell you what, I think we might have a few. A few people, of Collingwood fans have said to me, uh, where's the pod this week? Yeah. So hello if you're listening, Collingwood fans. We don't want to hear from you. Um, so we do our boy and our whipping boy each week. We'll just, we won't pick a whipping boy for the season. That might be a bit harsh. Yeah, I don't think we're going to do that. But our boy is someone who doesn't normally make the votes. Bit of an unsung hero. We normally give them a shout out after each game. But let's pick someone who's our boy overall for the season. I've probably got two that I'm leaning towards. I think there's quite a few options. Yep. Uh, but I'm going to go for this one mainly because of my expectations of them at the start of the season. Versus where they ended up. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go with Young. So Great call. Came up and managed to work his way into the Good team. call, excellent call, sausage call. 
That'll come up in the predictions. You didn't have him in I high didn't, steam. I know. I didn't. I didn't think he was going to make it. I thought he was maybe a bit underdone. But he ended up taking up a key role, especially when Weeders was out. And even when Weeders came back, he held down a key post effectively. Phenom- I don't think anyone could have predicted how phenomenal and important he would be to us. He it had a really great season. He had a slight dip in form at one point, but I think if uh, you told me what you know, how many games yeah. he was going to play and the actual impact he would have, I would have been pretty surprised. In so, Wiedering's absence, he held it down for yeah. us. Yeah, so he'll be my – even though I don't know if I ever really gave him my boy at any point during the I year. I think he did. I think he did. <laughs> he definitely he'll deserved season, it. You'll get the season one. Fair call. Um, I'm going to pick one person, but I want to give an honourable mention to someone else. Similarly, because they weren't on my radar at all and I thought they actually had a bit of a breakout season, arguably one of our most improved players. Yeah. I'm going for Cotters. Yeah, Cotters was right up there for me as well. Yeah. He was excellent this season. So uh, I think he made the wing his own. I think he really added a lot to us in that position and I would have written him off at the start of the year, to be honest. Finally, he finally managed to make the most of his running power. Yep. Uh, his disposal was actually pretty good this year, both feet. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. it was a nice little bit of progression and I think it was a, a, a good season from Cotters. It was yeah, nice to see him in the first. I think most people had him as a, as a VFL specialist maybe. Yeah, exactly. So the other person I want to give a shout out to just because I think he toiled away and was so important to us is Sauce. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, love him. Who can't? Who doesn't love him if you're a Carlton person? He looked as heartbroken as any of us on the siren of the Collingwood game. But the way mm. he just played that second ruck for us, so important. Always cracking in. I love what he brings. Felt like he had the season we hoped he was going to have, but I totally agree that he's a well and truly deserving yep. uh, mention. Yep. Um, while we're speaking of things that are worthy of a mention when we're recapping the season, we should shout out our All-Australians. Yes, got so, three. Cripps, Saad and Charlie in the forward pocket. <laughs> oh, no, Did you see the little clip of Cripps? Cripps? Yeah, oh, that it. made me laugh. Loved it. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, there's a little clip during the round of uh, Cripps saying kind of under his breath but he's near a mic. Uh, won the Colin Mellis forward pocket. Yeah, yeah. Colin Mellis forward pocket. Yeah, Loved it. It's ridiculous. It is a bit ridiculous. It's been almost tradition that the Colin Mellis is full forward. Of course. But, but Hawkins got captain and full forward. Love child of Kane Corns. Yeah, seriously. Got pushed through. I think that was That's a bit why rough. Walsh missed out perhaps. Maybe. Yeah, Walsh unlucky. And who was the other one that missed out? Weedering. But I was surprised uh, yeah. he made the squad to be yeah. honest. He had a really great start to the season but not bad. I think Last it was only, year he was da- it was daylight robbery. but It was. I think only Geelong and Melbourne had more players, Geelong I believe. Geelong had five. I've heard from my husband plenty of times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how many Melbourne had. I think they had – I think I don't know. I think they had more than us. But I think we're the, the next most. The only other team with multiples after those two. No, so that was great. Sadi, first All-Australian. Same for Charlie. Great season. Never great would have season. seen that coming from Charlie. Oh, that was pretty amazing. I mean, phenomenal. And obviously Cripper. Um, and obviously shout out to Charlie for winning the Coleman. Yeah. But that probably leads into our early season predictions quite nicely because uh, back in, oh, when was it, March, Feb this year, we um, asked each other to make some big calls. Yep. And I put to you, who's going to have the bigger year, Charlie mm, or Harry? I, it's one I remembered and I was waiting You're for this to swing this? back around. So, well, what a shock. <laughs> Matt said Charlie because he looked so good at open training. Yeah. I uh, don't think you would have picked him to win the Coleman though. When Definitely you made not the that Coleman. Prediction. And I remember early on we were saying how good he thought he looked and I remember listening to a few other bits of commentary on the Blues and a few people were having a little bit of a go at Charlie. Like, they, you know, everyone was pleased to see him back. But yeah. There not was expecting a big few things. little negative comments in the first few weeks and he silenced them pretty pretty fast. Yeah, so – 
That's just – who would have picked that at the start Massive, of the year? yep. To play the whole season, not miss a game, win the Coleman. Make All-Australian. Yeah. If that doesn't give him plenty of confidence going forward. No, oh, amazing. The way you and I listened back to that episode, we're talking about him was so uh, – like optimistic, full of hope, but just not sure. And we, what's what's think, the word I'm after? I it was definitely don't think we thought we we're going to get a full season out of him. I thought we would no. miss something at some point. We were hopeful, but we never would have banked on that. So that's been an amazing outcome. So yes, I went for Harry, and I said I think it's a safe bet to go for the Coleman medalist. Little did I know. <laughs> I don't think Harry had a terrible season. A little injured. No, oh, yeah, exactly. He did miss some games for injury. He did. I but, think he's really important to us. Uh, hard to uh, go past Charlie there. No, exactly. Um, I asked you which players who are under pressure might break out and we both had a bit of a go at two players. <laughs> one perhaps warranted, one less so. Ooh. Fisher and Dow. Yes. Uh, so you said, let me just go back to you. <laughs> Dow and Fish just won't be the players I hoped they would be. <laughs> <laughs> I see potential in both, but I just don't see it happening for them. I'm a bit more bullish about fish. I didn't know we were going to start quoting each other in the last episode. We're doing a bit more research. Yeah, you would have done listening. Um, and the quote I'll, I'll take from what I said is, I'm more drawn to Fisher. <laughs> so, no, we we went hard on them and just said, no, nah, we just don't – you you were saying you think they have potential, but you just don't see them breaking out. I don't know if Fish broke out, to be fair, but he, he played – It was his best season, though. It was as good as we could have probably hoped, really. Yeah. Played every game and had an impact. Had an impact. I don't think he ever really took a game apart, but he often kicked a sealer early on in the year. He kicked a few important goals and he had a pretty yep. consistent season for a high half forward, pinching midfield. He, he did pretty well. Let's say he safely exceeded your expectations, Matty. Uh, yes, I think he definitely exceeded my expectations. The fact he was in the team every week, I think he exceeded my expectations. What do you, the Dow one's interesting. What do you think yeah. of Dow's season? Well, it's impossible to say because it I is. Mean, we didn't really watch too much. To be honest, when I listened back, I didn't think we had egg on our face with our predictions about Dow we were right he hasn't broken out secured a spot pushed out any midfielders because I would say he had a better season than I expected but I would say in the VFL yeah exactly but I I wasn't wrong (laughs) (laughs) no I think we're fair uh because when he had his chances in the AFL Dow he didn't grab them I know it's hard when you're in and out yeah they didn't give him much of a chance either though did they But obviously they don't rate him no yeah, so I don't think we were too wrong about Dow and obviously he's had some interest, I think, from Geelong actually, is it? Uh, could be. Yeah. yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if he is trade bait. He's got a year on his contract. year on the contract. It'll be a big year for him next year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, then we each picked who we thought would have a breakout year this year. You said you thought TDK would be the number one ruck by the end of the season. Yeah, and I don't think I was even close because then I think I was tossing up between him and Jack Carroll. Yeah, Jack Carroll was the other one. Jack Carroll got a few games but never got going. TDK, he... I don't think you're entirely wrong. He had a he had a patch. Yeah, he had a he took the number one ruck mantle and had a pretty good crack at it there, didn't he? I don't think... I think he almost did have a breakout year. He didn't sustain it and we wouldn't have wanted him to be our number one ruck going to finals, but yeah, it I was a big year for him. I think it was a bit of an indictment on him that they played Pitto on one leg for the last couple of rounds yeah. rather than playing Which was the right call in my view. Yeah. But he, I think he did have a really big year, a, a career-changing year. He's he on needs, the radar. He needs to eat a lot of chicken and he yeah. needs to be in the gym. <laughs> Go tell the nutritionist. He needs to put on some serious size and then he yeah. just needs to work on his centre bounce work maybe a touch more. But his round the ground work was really good. He offers way more around I the I just ground. really hope he can really uh, shine in that number one ruck role because I don't think he's going to probably make it as a forward. No, it's a bit the, – the ruck situation actually, which we get to next uh, – 
is as perplexing as it was at the start of the year, what we do with it. Yeah, it's an I'll just say one. it now that you said Pitto should start the year, but you'd hope TDK would take it from him. I said I hope TDK all year because I liked what he brought around the ground. Um, I think it's it's Pitto and Sauce is my favourite combo at the moment. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and if Pitto can get back to that early season form, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt with his, yep. with his injury towards the end of the season. If he can get back to that early season form where he was performing really well, I think that's probably the go. Yeah, I think so you know, too. I think it's going to be the same situation starting next season. Pitto is the safe option and let's hope TDK can yeah. surpass him. Yeah, I yeah. don't think there's been a breakout. Um, my breakout player, I said Stocker. Not uh, yeah, he didn't have a I don't great think I've season stock, did he? He got back in the team though, but maybe I still think he could have a breakout year. Yeah, I don't year. think that was a. I wouldn't call this year his breakout. He sort of. Who do we think almost, had a breakout year? Putting you on the spot. Uh, I think some of the people I was mentioning for my boy. So obviously we said Fish had his best year. But I think Young essentially had a breakout Centerfield year. Interestingly, saved himself in the last two weeks and showed something. Yeah, if he had maybe another five weeks, he could have been a contender for a breakout. I think Motlop in his first year was actually yeah. pretty good. Yeah, Motlop's up he there. He really just kept getting better every week. He's he very exciting. definitely seems the most skillful and has the best goal sense out of any of us small. So that was pretty pretty exciting for him. Maybe Cotter's had a pretty good year. Yep. Durden was having a breakout year, but he faded pretty hard. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think those are good options. Um, best and fairest. Very interesting to listen back to this. We were just no one can take it from Walsh. Yeah. Cripps is a smoky. Well, Walsh had such a bad year last year as well. Such a bad year. Last year, not this year. The well, year before, he was he was struggling. Walsh. Crips. Oh, sorry, you said Did Walsh. Did I say Walsh? Yeah, oh, you said sorry, Walsh. No, are you looking so confused? I'm, I'm like, like, Walsh from our best and fairest, what are you talking about? Crips, yes. yes. Yeah, exactly. So you and I had Crips as almost a smoky, to quote you again. <laughs> Someone would have to break Walsh's legs to beat him. Well, that's pretty much what happened. But, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Someone snapped his ankle. <laughs> that's and true. And that was the only reason so Crips got over the line. It, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Walsh had a pretty good year for someone his age to, to back it up. Well, let's not spoil the Blue Pod BNF, but I think he's probably on the podium. Uh, I'd say there's a fair chance, yeah. yes. Yeah. But Cripps, what a year, really stepped back up, oh. especially after signing a long-term deal. Cripps is a, in with a chance for the Brown, though, I think. I mean, probably yeah, the he'll, dip. he'll poll well. I don't know if he'll win it because he had that dip, but he'll be... He'll I mean, be up there. His game against Maybe Collingwood, you think he pulled again? He might pull again, yeah. Um, the other interesting thing about our predictions was we said the only person who could take it off Walsh would be Wiedering. And just not to be, he, I think maybe he was carrying something at the back end of the year. He started well. Yeah, but I think he was definitely sore. I think he took a while to get going. He had a real purple patch just before he got injured, which was a real pity. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, then we got to, this is a bit depressing, where do we finish? And this is where you and I went hard saying we have to make <laughs> finals, don't we? But to balance it out, you did say if we somehow just miss out on the finals, I could accept it, but I don't want us to be languishing down the bottom. Yeah. And I was thinking back when we were talking about how what we're going to do in this bottom, we thought we'd recap our early season predictions. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I made some sort of comment like I want it to be in our own hands. I want us to be able to control our own destiny. Yeah. And well, we, we did that, we did. unfortunately. <laughs> we we did just that. didn't pass that, that test. But it was on our boot, as Boss said. I. I mean, I'd still be pretty happy if we were in the doggies situation where we managed to get in, but I feel like that wasn't wouldn't be earned. No, I didn't want us to limp in and then have some average showing. Yeah, almost. It was basically an elimination final against Collingwood. the ex- The experience of that Huge big crowd. crowd. Yeah. So at least we've had that. Um, you predicted fifth to eighth. I said eighth spot. So at least we both didn't get too bullish with top four. No, no, I went too hard. Yeah. We went we went far off. We were sitting in pretty much fifth to eighth yeah. for the whole season, and we. 
like we really we should have made finals. So I don't feel like there's too much egg in our face for that one. But I agree that just missing out, it was in our control. Maybe that helps us launch next year. We didn't spend the year by any means. No, our list is literally pretty much hitting their prime now. Yeah. So all our best players are 24 to 27. We got some good younger. Back to the age bracket that you like. Yeah, we, we got some good younger ones in behind them, like Walsh and Chera, twenty-two. So yeah, the next five years, it's there's time. literally no more excuses. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, we also predicted that we'd have a better start to the season and beat Richmond. So there we go. Nice. Um, just a few things from when we picked our best twenty-two that I found interesting. We both had Omac instead of Young. Obviously, that was an injury thing, but we both, as we touched on earlier, didn't see it coming that Young would end up securing that second key post in defence. No, no. And OMAC was good early, but, yeah, no, we didn't pick Young. And OMAC now delisted, which we'll come to. Um, have to put this out there that you were hot on camp. He was in your starting lineup. <laughs> Can I just say... <laughs> <laughs> yeah? <laughs> he has found a little bit of form up forward in the reserves the last few weeks. Has he? Okay. So you could be hot on him again at the start of the I just season. wonder if he may have found his position. So well. not that I think he's going to be breaking into our forward line. But you gave me heat for not having him in my 22 at the start of the season. Oh, yeah, I think details, you're the freak. Details, you details. <laughs> um, we'll see what happens next year. Interestingly, we both were hoping Doc would be picked for ground one, hoping he'd get at least one game, and what a story that is. Phenomenal. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, we both picked Plowman in our back line. I just thought that was interesting because he obviously didn't secure his spot for the whole season. No, he probably played more than I thought he was going to, though, and I think he's still borderline fringe. Uh, I forgot to mention this earlier. So glad I've come back to it. Your BNF Smokey was Williams. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I've been waiting all season. (laughs) I mean, he was injured to be fair, but I don't think it was going to happen anyway. uh, Maybe we need to do a little games played to votes received ratio. I don't think he's doing too well anyway. (laughs) He missed three quarters of the season. So uh, I don't think it was that bad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in hindsight. Know when to concede. Boost bolsters your credibility. <laughs> There's, you know, you can manipulate stats however you want. I love that I've listened back because I can pick the things that flatter me and don't flatter you. Because <laughs> my next note is, Tess had Fisher on a wing. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and you gave me a lot of shit for that. I did at the oh, time. Hate. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't believe Fish was wing worthy, but he managed to push back up into the midfield, didn't he? He did, which was, which was good. Um, we both hoped that Kennedy would secure a spot. Well, more yeah. He's the sort of guy who when he's injury free, he's really good. Yeah. He just can't seem to play with niggles, but he was had a had a great year. Yeah, he did. Exactly. Yeah. And it was interesting listening back we were both saying, oh, "I wonder if he'll be able to lock down a spot. That would be nice." Well and truly did that and we were hurting when he was missing at the back end of the year. Yeah. Um I thought this was interesting. In our forward lines, we both did not have Dirt and Motlopper always in our four lines. <laughs> so I had, here you go, you can you can ping me back, Honey and Foggity. <laughs> just sitting on it. This will be the new button. Well, Foggy got no excuse for. That's Honey, what I was going to say. Fog is the bad call. Honey was fair. He had a few injuries, but um, just to prove how injured he was, he didn't qualify for the VFL reserves. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, he only played five games for him, but yeah, he didn't. Didn't, didn't have a great no. year. You yep. had Felp and Fisher in your fourth line, so. Fisher, okay. Felp, injured. Yeah, so yep. uh, no free kick against you there. And we both had Martin in. But interesting that n- we had none of. Uh, the pretty much the main. Durden, Motlopo. Well, Durden, uh, probably, as we're saying, potential breakout year. Yeah, for he Durden. wasn't on my radar. He really sort of just 
bounced onto the scene in round one and had started off through a year great. Motlop, I think, we're hopeful for. I thought he might just struggle to break in. We did give him a shout saying we, we're crying out for him to break out and, gosh, the two goals he kicked in the Collingwood game were and exciting. Oh, he's yeah. – oh, my God, he's a – I just don't know. Interesting Sometimes one, you love him, he? sometimes you – You love what he brings, but – just can't finish. It's sort of like a noon. So I'm sort of looking forward to the day he's forced out. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Exactly. It's harsh. Like he tries, but it's not great. Um, we both did not include. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Sorry. It's just like, yeah, look, we love him, but not great. Not great. <laughs> just drop that in just before you so slowly move on. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's true. I don't get the ball in all his hands and think. I'm so excited. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. It, just, it was just funny. It was just a really sly little dig little just bit, before you roll on. Yeah. I'll keep rolling on. Uh, we both did not have a lob in our team. I think he had a really good year. We called it pretty early. We did. Even though we didn't have him in our team. We were piping him up. We, we got some uh, got Hate some traction on TikTok. On TikTok. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I need to get the TikTok back up and running. I the blue one on TikTok, guys. Give us a follow. That's about as good as you could hope for from lob. I don't think anything – I don't think anyone We missed thought. him in the breakout years. I don't think it's – Breakout is such a big word that it feels like reaching Breakout the bar Breakout to me is like where you like yeah. cement yourself as an important he player. He had a vastly improved – yeah, and he did some nice things in the Collingwood game, used the ball nicely at the end there. Yeah, he's an interesting one going forward. Yeah, whether he gets a contract, which I think he, he will by all by all. Yeah, reports. did he get an extension? I don't think it's official yet, but I've the rumour mill is saying he's getting one to two. Being oh, rewarded. okay. Um, we both didn't have Nunes. We'll come to that. He's obviously been dropped. We didn't have Setterfield. Yeah. Yep. And we didn't have Williamson and we know what happened there. And Ed Kerno, who was languishing. Yeah. I think that's a next quarter discussion. Um, Maddie, do you have the playlist? Do you want to fire away and we'll go pass or fail for the season? Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I'll pull we'll it do up. It. We'll Just do it super sec. quick. We don't want the second quarter to drag on too long. Um, so... Just whatever comes straight to your mind. It might be a line ball for some players, but... Yep. Sorry, I'll just pull it up through the Carlton app. Sorry. I was not ready for your, your, uh, your throwing it onto me. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're doing a bit of a different structure this week. Does guys, it just pass us. or fail or can we have something in the middle? Oh, well, what's in the middle of pass or fail? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What's a... What? Uh, like Try ungraded again. or something. Participation award. <laughs> All right, so I'll go through them. Some. What if they just want me to mention the players that only played seniors? Yeah, just go to the senior players. Okay. Jordan Boyd. Pass. I'll give him a pass. Jack Carroll. Pass. Oh, see, I want the in-between, Mark. <laughs> That's why you have to make it. I think someone only fails. I'm going to give him a minimum standard pass. <laughs> okay, what's your in-between word? We'll give you a... Min standard. Okay, okay, that's not catchy, but sure. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going, going with it. Bad it. luck. You let me choose. Uh, All right, Chera. Pass. Pass. Cottrell. Pass. Pass. Cripper. Pass. Pass. Flying colours. Cunningham. <laughs> well, that's Sure, unfair. I love the memes. <laughs> but, <laughs> Honestly, where is he? Yeah, so Someone send help for David Cunningham. I mean, you didn't get on the park, but it's a fail. Yeah. Uh, Charlie. Pass. Pass. Ed. Well, same thing. Yeah. I'm not going to give him a fail though. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't participate. Tom DeConning. Pass. Give him a pass. Doc. Pass. Pass. Paddy. Dow. Yeah. Well, that's a tough one. Fail. I fail him too. Yeah. Durds. Pass. Pass. The other Durden. <laughs> oh, geez. I forgot we even had him. Well, for his one game, pass. I'm going to give him a pass. Yeah. I think he's probably, he's probably a better version than OMAC, isn't he? Surely. Surely. Uh, fish. Pass. I'll give him a pass. Fog. Fail. Fail. 
Will Hayes. Bit of a tricky one. Oh. But he got I'm gonna give him a pass. He got promoted. I feel like we were hard I mean, on sure, the game, I'm, so I'm, sure. I'm sure he'll give himself a pass. Imagine going to the senior list. Yep. George Hewitt. Pass. Pass. Honey. Oh. Fail, actually. I'm gonna give him a fail. Uh, he Ob- had a, obviously injury, but when he did play, I was disappointed. He wasn't great in the team. Uh, Liam Jones, well, well can't, we can't really yeah, do fail. that. Uh, Brody Camp. Fail. <laughs> Just to see your reaction. Min standard. Oh, standard. <laughs> <laughs> this is a joke. Good call, excellent call, sausage call. Hey, thank I, you. I pressed the no, wrong button. It's like a Freudian <laughs> slip on the button by you. Damn it. Uh, Matt Kennedy. Pass. Pass. Marchbank. Pass. Pass. Likely did. Martin. Ooh, a pass. I'm going to fail him. He was good in the Collingwood game. No, he played some good games. I'm just... You're just... I'm setting no a high... No min standard for Martin? I'm setting a high bar for him. Oh, my God. Oscar McDonald. Well, fail, but not his own fault. I'm failing him for... I'm failing up whoever did his fitness test when he joined yeah, the club. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Andrew Russell. Some, some questions fail. to be asked there. The guy somehow got into the... Yeah, it. anyway. Mitch McGovern. Pass. Pass. Harry Mackay. Pass. Kai McKay. Uh, Jesse Motlop. Pass. Pass. Nick Newman. Pass. Yep. Noonsy. Mm. Min standard. I was going to give him a min standard. So <laughs> I'm you'd stealing come your term now. Lockie O'Brien. Pass. Pass. Matty Owies. Min standard. I was also going to min standard, yeah. Matty. Yeah, yeah. He had, a, he had a good year, but. Yeah, no. I don't know why I'm suddenly hating on Hoey's. Not great. (laughs) (laughs) You're just going to need that grab for next year. Luke Parks. Fail, obviously. Yeah. Sam Philp. Ah, did he even play? play. Pitto. Mm, Pass, yeah. Pass. Plowman. Oh, min standard. I'm going to give him a pass because I didn't expect much from him. Yeah, exactly. The pass or fail, I guess, is against our expectations of them. Assad. Pass. Pass. Fine colours. Setters. Ooh, tough. Yeah, Passed in the 11th hour. He did his, like, yeah. homework the night before at 2 a.m. I am going to go... Min standard. I need something between min standard and pass. Oh, no, there, there's no more. <laughs> I'm giving him a min standard. Plus, plus. <laughs> uh, Silvani. Pass. Pass. Stock. Pass. Min standard. Oh, jeez. He could have had a better season. Yeah. He didn't have a great season. Yeah, he didn't really get He much almost got on the team by default at the end of the year. But I like what he brought. Yeah. No, I like what he brings. I just want better. Mm-hmm. Walshy. Pass. Weeders. Pass. Sorry, I just passes as well. Yeah. Zach Williams. Oh, min standard. I'm going to – yeah, it's a tough one. Do you – he didn't – yeah, maybe Min. It's almost a fail, isn't it? It's close, but I really liked what he did in the last game, hence Min Standard. And min Standard, this new term that we just... <laughs> Lewis Young. Pass. Yeah, so we didn't have... I mean, not... That's pretty good. I guess it wasn't a bad season, but are we being a bit generous? There's a lot of passes there. I'm only this... failing people that really deserve a fail. In a season where we uh, didn't make finals, we gave a lot of passes, but... Uh, Michael Voss? Pass. Yep, Pass. I need, you know what? Just just a pass. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Cool. cool. All right. Should we jump into the third quarter after that marathon second quarter and talk about next season? All right. Third quarter. Let's talk about the off season and next season. Shall we start, I guess, with what's already happened, the delistings? Yeah. So Nunes, Parks and OMAC let go. Yes. Thoughts. Just the three, wasn't it? So far. Uh, OMAC, I think, 
Good call. I think we need to start getting rid of players that are, we can't have as many injury prone no, players on no. the list as we've got. Parks, I was a little surprised, but he hasn't really done much. So. I wasn't. I wasn't shocked, but I thought Nunes was the stiffest. But at the same time, Nunes, if you want to be a Premiership side, you don't. Yeah, I thought Nunes' versatility may have bought him some time. They played him a lot. They played him and they played him half back. They played him midfield. They played him wing. Yep. He was the Gibbons of this year where you feel, well, not, maybe not quite to that level because Nunes was annoying me, but <laughs> you feel a bit like, oh, that's unfortunate. A little bit, but I don't mind it. I think it's a, a, sh- a sign that we're looking to really improve our list. It's probably yep. showing how strong we are rather than yep, exactly. some of the previous years. I agree. All right, so the players who are out of contract, let me get them up and you tell me what you think is going to happen with them. March Banks out of contract. I think with his finish to the year, I think he'll get – Two, no, maybe another couple of years. Hopefully he can again stay on the park. That's the... Yeah, I know. That's the, the, the caveat. Speaking but of, if he can be located, David Cunningham. Yeah, well, I think he's gone. I think... I don't know what's happened there. Something, what is going on? He's disappeared. What, out almost over 18 months with a ACL, ACL or something like with that? With no updates. Nothing. Just but disappeared I off like the face David of the Cunningham. earth. I David Cunningham. I think our midfield could use him. I don't know. I want, and it was strange what happened to Williamson as well. Yeah. Was, I wonder if there was maybe some off-field discretions or something. I don't, I don't know. know. Or mental health issues going around uh, there's something weird going there's on with those two on. both of them who just off the radar yeah definitely were coming back from injury and had chances and then just have disappeared so it's I'm, a shame because i liked cunningham yeah i'd be surprised if he comes back here's a tough one for you ed kerno yeah i think he might be uh, it would depend on how many list spots we've got but i wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't make the chop same bit sad noon's already gone jordan boyd he'll get another couple of years he'll definitely think. get a little spot yeah. josh honey same i think you'd get another chance Lucky Fogarty. Uh, similar to Eddie mm. Kerno, I think. I think. I think he's more likely to get a year because of youth on his side than he Kerno. does. I think if we have spots available, he'll snare one. But if they've maybe got a recruit or someone they're looking to use or a, or a draft uh, pick they want to use, he might find he himself might on, on the, the chopping block. Stocker, I think, will be extended. I think they'll give him a little while longer, yep. And same with Lockie O'Brien. Yeah, I think he's earned himself some time. Park's already let go. Cottrell should be rewarded. I think so, yep. And sorry, just flicking over to the next page. Uh, Matt Owies, <laughs> not great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he gets himself some time for sure. I think sure. he does, yeah. yeah. I think he gets another couple of years. No, and I love Matt Owies. I don't know how really? I've ended not, up being That's not what that. you've been saying. <laughs> um, it's all right. You want to hate on him? Well, do I love him? I think he I think he is. A, he bleeds blue. He grabs his jumper when he kicks goals. I like that about him. <laughs> uh, Omak, let go. Sam Durden. Well, we need defensive stocks. I was a bit nervous. He's, that was the only thing about getting rid of Omac. Uh, yeah, I think he'll be essentially the replacement for Omac. Yeah. The, yeah. the backup. The backup defender for when our backline hopefully never again gets obliterated. Yep. Um, Williamson obviously gone under odd circumstances. Hayes probably will be rewarded. I don't know. You don't think so? I don't know. I think he's a bit like Fogg. I think it'll depend yep. on what they're what they're recruiting and what spots they have. I w- Hayes is like, yeah, Fog and Ed. I wouldn't, he could be on the list. I yeah. reckon he could not be on the list though. Could go either way. Yeah. Setterfield I think has earned another chance. I think chance. Yeah, definitely give him a little bit more time. Now I hope that list that we've pulled up is correct, guys. If you're screaming at us, we apologise, but I'm pretty sure that sounds right. It sounds pretty good. So who are we targeting in the off-season, Maddie? Give us a breakdown. Well, um, so it's going to be one of the first time in a long time where we're not actually going to hit one of the, the big – you know, big targets. We're not really linked to anyone. We're not being talked yeah. of as a Grundy getter. Uh, or what about this Josh Bruce rumor? Oh, I've, I haven't heard much about it. I don't think we. I don't, we don't need a forward. Um, no. We're not being linked to Toronto. So 
we're not going up to any big fish like we have no. previously. So what we're really looking for is to – I think we're pretty happy with our top end. I think we're just trying to beef the list up. We have been linked to a few players though. Give us the – Give well, us the, the, names the, the one that's really floating around at the moment is Blake Akers. Yep. What's your so thoughts? Original St Kilda boy, traded over to Frio when they did the Brad Hill deal. Yep. Uh, he's 26, had a pretty good season. Yep. He's in a, the age bracket. He is. Just. He is in the age bracket. He's a genuine winger. Uh, he's just played over 100 games, so he's going to be playing his best football for the next three, four years. Yeah, it's a good time to get him. Uh, and by all reports, is going to be pretty cheap. Yep, great. So ticks a lot of boxes. That we have this salary cap squeeze and we've got to focus on locking down our own players. He's not going to be a game changer. So yep. I'm not going to come in with any any no. high expectations, but it gives us a bit of depth, gives us a bit more wing power. Yep. The other one that we were talked about early on was um, Amon from Port Adelaide. who He's nominated someone else, hasn't he? Yeah, he, I don't think he's coming to us anymore. No. He's a... I thought he might get across because of Voss, but... He's probably going to... He would cost a lot more and I think he was in the Australian squad last year. So he had a pretty good year last year. So yeah. we're not going to get him, I don't think, but he was one um, talked about. And the other names I've been seen thrown around is uh, Scholl, who's a oh, yes. small mid forward, yep. hasn't played many games, little running guy. I don't know if that's serious or you not. Don't sound I don't too know why it would be. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't really know much about him, but... Potentially. And the other one is, um, I don't even know how to say his name, Mackesy, Mackesy, Mackesy. He was a... <laughs> I love Maddie's pronunciation on the phone. <laughs> he was a high draft pick key defender. Yep. And has well, pretty much been injured for the last two years. Oh. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Uh, from don't want more of that. Adelaide. So they're the only names that I've heard thrown around. I reckon we'll be hitting the draft hard. Yeah, that's what I've heard that we're going to focus in on draft, which I like. We've got, we don't, well... What what would we you like us to target if we could? I mean, wingers is necessary. I think they'll still be looking for another small forward. Yes. Uh, if you can get one that has an instant impact, like a Kazai Pickett, which who yep. we could have picked up instead of Kemp and Philp in that year. Ooh. Just to Well, Kemp's going to be the next big thing. So <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. He's coming along as a forward nicely, so yeah. well played. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I think wingmen or running and maybe small forwards. I don't know, maybe a... You would have thought our backline set, but then we had that decimation this year and suddenly it felt thin. Yeah, if we don't maybe pick up uh, like a Macassi or, uh, as a key defender, maybe a, a key defender in there somewhere as well, but it would just be plug and holes. Yeah, exactly. No, it'll be interesting. So, so what I do we go we'll into the draft with? I'm putting it on the spot, but do we know what? I've got I've got no, no idea, idea off the top of my head either, but. Uh, we traded out some picks, but I think yeah. we've still got our first rounder though, don't yeah, we? Yeah, I think so. So. Yeah. Shouldn't be too bad, so we'll target the draft and see where we I'd, go from I'd there. I'd be surprised if we tr- if we look to trade for players. I don't think we're going to burn any picks in the no. first or second round. No. I think we'll be holding on to those. Yeah, no, that sounds good to me. Um, shall we talk about next season's hopes, I guess, what expectations we have, any changes we want to the game plan? Uh, well, I think it's clear we need probably to, uh, a bit more of an attacking plan. I think we need layers to the game plan. Definitely need some layers. I would like to see... His- Work on baby being a bit more adventurous, yep. a bit more corridor usage. Yeah, I, I think we went into our shells in the back half of the year a little bit more. I'd like to see a bit more free-flowing footy. I would definitely like – we had it early in the season, which is I the know, funny thing, but I then know. everyone was so hung up on these runs of goals against that they almost – Got stifled. That was like the priority to shore up our defence. But I saw some stats and I was on, probably on Fox Footy or something and there was a lot of really interesting stats and a lot of them were really improved. So – Defense and yeah. 
movement of ball and there's some really good stuff but the areas where we were lacking compared to the top teams was pretty much just being able to punish teams on turnover yep which i'd love to do a bit more and there was something else in there as well which i can't remember but it was essentially like transition efficiency and, and because turnover. i feel like our efficiency has hurt us yeah that wasn't mentioned but i, feel I mean like we have the common medalist but still i think we can kick enough goals when we get in there uh, it's just once teams managed to figure out our, our centre's clearance setup, yeah. we sort of lost our one wooden and really struggled to, to pile on any real <laughs> good scores after that. Well, this is why I like Voss's presser because he kind of talked about the off-season. You know, it, it, everyone went hard last year in pre-season, but they're going up a notch this year. You know, there's tweaks that need to happen to game plan. You know, obviously we're sitting in that 7 to 10. That's not good enough. What does he need to do? What do the players need to do? Yeah, I think we need up. to get... Uh, you know, even more fitter aerobically, I think, being able yep. to run a little bit harder. That might be a personnel issue as well. And, yeah, a bit of overlap and, as we say, something a bit more adventurous, something we can – when we need to, we can we can score score quicker. There's too many times, I think, where we sort of struggle to – when we do try get a bit more adventurous, it hurts us too much. So yep. Scores against on turnover. Uh, and just quickly, I've just uh, had a quick gander at the the picks we've got. And we've yep. got pick 10, pick 28. And it pick looks 10 like, and pick 28. So we got a, a pick in the first round. How did we get 10? Uh, that's where we finished. Oh, <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just I'm not in the, used in the to reverse it. order, yeah, though, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Jeez. Uh, and then way, we must have done some sort of second round trade. And it, I can't see us in the third round. So at okay. the moment, we're really only in the first and second. And yeah, pick 64. So okay. 10, 28, 64. All right. Well, that'll be interesting. Any other comments on what your hopes are for next season? I guess. I don't uh, want to do it all over again, but you'd, you'd really hope it's next this time next year we're not doing an end of season pod list. Healthy list. I would like to see a season where we know exactly what we've got and we can get some continuity into the yeah. team. I don't want to be sitting there going, "Oh, if only you know these guys didn't weren't injured." And we've been doing yeah. that for so long. I'm so yeah. sick of it. So whether that's also uh, through recruiting and personnel and maybe making a few changes to some of those guys who just can't get on the park, but and then the ones we keep, I want to. I want as many to be healthy as possible. Yep, I agree. So we can get a good look at them and a good look at what the team looks like at its best. Our injury list was out of control for at least half the season. I know. That should be taken into account with the back end of the year. I mean, it was, it was yeah. pretty. we did pretty well on the uh, diet. Ironically, our last there. injury list they put out right at the end of the season was like four players. It was like Durden, uh, Pidnett, um, who was it? Was it Matt Kennedy and someone else? I think yeah. it was like yeah, that was it. Four players. Like I think the it's smallest like the, it's been all year. Yeah, pretty much. Well, let's hope we have a fit list next year. Let's hope this time next year we are not doing a f- end of season pod. We are doing a finals preview. Pod. That would be lovely. <laughs> it would be lovely. All right, shall we jump into the fourth quarter and wrap for season twenty two? The moment is here. Give us the B and F. We know there's this thing called the Brownlow coming up. We know there's a John Nichols medal, whatever. <laughs> this and is the one you want to be here for. Shout out to the whole Carlton squad who obviously tuned in. Exactly. So uh, the Blue here. Pod BNF, sponsored by uh, <laughs> not a Gina. Uh, someone uh, uh, wants to fill that void for us. Yeah, that would be lovely. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so get, build the suspense, Matty. Are we building back? Or how yeah, are you what, what do you want to do? What do you want me to... Give me a top five. Do you want to start with a top five? What if I go... Like five, ten to five down and then we'll do the – I'll go five to ten. Okay, go five to ten and then we'll do the top top five. All right. So in fifth spot uh, – sorry, sixth spot then. Sardi. Yep. Well, Great. and gosh, who's ahead of Sardi is that? Yeah, a, couldn't make the uh, – oh, wait. How, what, how many votes? Damn it, I've miscounted. He was oh, number five. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
What, what a, a shambles. Move. And this is why oh, we're not the brown loaf. God, yeah. Um, so professional around here. All right, let's I try know again. I how many votes ended up on. Uh, also, I should say we gave out 10 votes each week, each, and we had to give them all out, but we couldn't give any player more than five. Yep. And did anyone get more than a four? No, I think four was as, four was as high, as, high as it got. All right, let's try that again. In sixth spot. I wonder who came fifth. <laughs> Harry. <laughs> Harry. 30 votes. McKay? McKay? <laughs> McKay, McKay. Uh, not a bad year. I think I've said it, Harry's our barometer as far as I'm concerned. When he's on, we're on. So, so important that structurally. Sense yeah. Uh, Chera on seventh spot with 24 votes. Who did you get from him? Uh, didn't register much and then sort of had a few games which sort of fired him up the list. Yep. Kennedy, I think, polled most of his votes early, finished in eighth spot. Yep, okay. Hewitt, bit of an unsung hero. Yeah, he, he was good. finished up in ninth. Okay. And Fish snuck the top wow, ten. Wow, there you go. How Probably the votes? biggest surprise on 14. Didn't expect that. Who's who's missed out on the top ten? Oh, well, maybe let's do that once we do the top five. Yeah, yeah. All right, so which way do you want me to go? We'll start Fifth? with the mysterious spot. <laughs> John Sardi, please. Hey. Uh, 36 votes. Yep. Charlie Kerno. In fourth. Fourth spot, 42 so votes. So the two All-Australians. Uh, and third and second. We're on the podium with third. Who have we got? We got third. Oh, is it equal? No, no. Uh, Doc with 49 votes. Wow. Great season, Doc. Well earned. And then well, this is gonna first place. Yep. Cripper. Yes, well earned. Very, Give him some kind of sound effect. I don't know well if we done. have the right one. We need the applause. I'll uh, just work a bit of magic. Yeah. Congratulations, Cripper. Great effort, which obviously leaves Walshy in second, second spot. spot. It was pretty close. So, well, Cripps ended up getting a bit of a runaway. He got a massive lead early. Can you read the top five with the votes for everyone? So, Cripps with 63 votes, Walsh with 50, Doc with 49. Then Charlie, 42, Saad, 36. So I think that's a very worthy top five. Yeah. Crips ran away with it, though. Crips ran away. And then it was sort of close between the next three and then there was a bit of a gap and it goes Any down. notable, like Weeders isn't in there, I guess. Weeders the uh, finished equal 11th with Young and Silvani. Okay. And then after that, it's it just, just off, yeah, yeah, it's just what you would expect. Gov with seven, Motlop got six, Sturds five, Martin five, Williams four, Setters four, TDK four, Newman three, well, Lot two, Pitto one, Marchback one. Isn't that one win to take away from this year that Cripps is back on in having a, you know, a really fantastic year, winning the Blue Pod BNF, which is just an honour? Yeah, first uh, one of his career. First one of his career. <laughs> <laughs> winning the inaugural Blue Pod BNF. <laughs> um, um, but truly, it is, it is really good. Fantastic signs to have him back to his best. After last year, we were a bit worried. We were. He looked, and everyone criticizing him pretty hard. The game had gone past him. Yeah. You know, he can't run. He's Why are we signing him to a yeah. six year deal? So glad we did. Brilliant captain, brilliant leader. Really tried to put us on his backs in the Collingwood game. Yeah. I wouldn't love mind, that we have him. Wouldn't mind seeing him put the heat on a few players a bit more. Yeah, I feel like he's everyone's best mate a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. And the other thing you don't see him doing, I guess, also as a captain, just while we're talking about him yeah. a little bit, because of his role, he's in. He's inside and half the time he's wrestling with three other guys. Yeah. Like a bit of a push-shove. Yeah. So he doesn't have the chance. He's, you don't really ever see him like pointing. Setting things yeah, up. Yeah, like, hey, hey. Like weedering is always yeah. doing. Or a doc out the back of the – who sits yeah. out the back of the pack or a weeders. Question for you. Doc obviously got stripped of the co-captaincy under understandable circumstances when no one knew what was going to happen. Yeah. But he's had a phenomenal year and been a hell of a leader. Do you see him coming back into the leadership group? 
I see him in the leadership group. I don't think he'll ever not be, as a captain. I don't think he'll ever again. go back as a captain yeah. or anything again. I, but I just do feel like his leadership out there and the way he played through the middle at the end of the year when he needed to, and he yeah. does provide a bit more of that voice. Yeah, I think it must just be nice for him being able to to play without that pressure. He doesn't have to front the cameras, yeah. and yeah. I think that's good for him. And I think moment, he can yeah. probably enjoy that and probably do that for at least another year. Yeah, yeah. And Who knows? Happens. Maybe if something changes in the future, maybe it could could swing around a little bit, but. Yeah, no, that's good. Well, I, I think that's a good top five. I'll be interested to see how that does measure up against the John Nichols medal. Yes. Um, yeah. If we're anywhere near the same, we'll be letting you guys know about it. I highly doubt <laughs> it. <laughs> I highly doubt it too. Um, all right, the other very big award we need to announce, <laughs> the winning uh, the winner of the Blue Pod Tipping. Oh, yes, the well-advertised. <laughs> <laughs> Not last minute at all. The inaugural Blue Pod Tipping. Next year we'll do it again, and you know what? I might give you more than 24 hours' notice to sign up. Yeah, very well organised, uh, ran smooth. Thanks, Manny. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see you do it next year. <laughs> uh, no, next year we'll be back. Uh, I'll give you more notice. But we had a... A hotly contested blue pod tipping at the end of the year. Actually, it was. It was. It was, uh, it was anyone's. It was the top five were chopping and changing. Anyone's. Uh, I don't know. I don't Game. know what to call it. Trophy. Trophy. Reward, title. Title. Uh, go uh, from, honors. Go from fifth back. Well, fifth is interesting because. Sorry, I should just say the winner's getting a hundred bucks. The second place is getting fifty bucks, and twenty-five to whoever came second last. Reach out to us on the socials, the dot bluepod on Instagram or the bluepod on Twitter. Send us a direct message so we can get your details and give you your winnings if you are about to be announced as one of our inaugural tipping winners. And if you do that, Tess will put you in with the prince from Nigeria who has all the money waiting for you if you just hand over your bank details. <laughs> yes, just another scam, robo scam here at the bluepod. Very elaborate. Uh, well, Maddie came home in fifth with a nine did in you the say final Maddie? round. Yeah, Maddie Mag. Ah. Mads, yeah. Mads McGanty, well so done. So managed to shoot back up there. Nara must have gone for gold, I think, um, who finished in six because she oh, was Nara right up there. She only got five. four, yeah. Uh, Good and season though, Nara. While we're giving shouts for nines, uh, Emily, EJ Dalton, Oh, Dalton tipped, a, well tipped a nine in the final that, round. All these people did not tip Carlson though. Rick from Triggers, yeah, I know. Anyway, so back, so Maddie Mag with, uh, from Maddie's team, Finished in fifth. Well done. Can in we have some applause for the winners when we get there? Sorry, yeah, I can I can make that happen for yeah, you. Love it. Uh, Tim W from Blue Iron. So I think suspected. I, I think he went for went for went for gold. Went for you gold. Had to do it. Tried to snare the victory. He only managed to get a five in the final round. So he slid down a bit. Finished on 140. Yep. In third place, who's been up there all year long? Yep. Andrew Brajor. By well Nick. done, Andrew Brajor. Top three. Congratulations. Top two. Top three. That Top was third, three. third place, yeah. He finished on 141. Will this be you struggling to pronounce or not? <laughs> <laughs> we all know the two people who are in the running. Patrick. Tiernan. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Pat's team finished in second place. Oy, yeah. That means – does that mean what I think it means? Give him a shout-out. On 143 points. And in number one spot, who I don't think was up there early on, but no. started to take it real serious towards the second half of the season. As he should, 100 bucks on the line. Elliot with E-Dub, 92. Congratulations, Elliot. The inaugural winner of the Blue Pod Tipping. Managed to come home with a seven also. Only won by one point, and he had to win by a point. Wow, because, his uh, margin wasn't good. Pat would have had a better margin. What's Pat's last name again, Matt? 
<laughs> finished on 144 one point clear so well done Edar, pat and nick on your top three finish unlucky for those who just missed out and who's second last and oh yeah uh bex spuds aptly named finished in second last well position. i'm not sure if that person will be reaching out we'll find out soon <laughs> <laughs> do they want to own up to that that's the yeah, real big question exactly and just as a side note the person with the best margin was nara who finished in six congratulations so give her a, give us some applause that in itself is not a, not a bad effort thanks for tipping along with us guys where did you and i finish Oh, I was right up there. I was right up there. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I was. Dude. Uh, I, uh, uh, I, I I dropped away. I stopped. Did you, even, you didn't even put your tips in in the last round. Yeah, I know. I, yeah. I, dro- I just threw in the towel. Wow. I t- yeah. chucked a tantrum apparently. Yeah. Um, before we wrap for the season, two things we should mention. First of all, the VFL boys had a win. Yeah. Collingwood. So they had to beat Collingwood to get into the finals, yep. which they just managed to do. And then we absolutely belted them. We had a few players not playing in that last game of the VFL season because of AFL injuries and, and AFL and holding yep. players over. But massive win today over the Pies. Centerfield dominated, as we mentioned. Yeah. Uh, big first quarter and they held it. Campy kicked a couple. Motlock kicked a couple. So it was good to see some of the VFL boys contributing in Well, there. this is the thing. You want your VFL team performing well for your AFL team. You know, it all flows through. So that's really exciting that we're in the semi-finals now. Yeah, I believe it's an away game against Brizzy, who finished second top yep. of the ladder, uh, who had a pretty strong season. So it'll be a, a tough one, but... Uh, Let's get behind the VFL boys, guys. Yeah, Might as well. it'd be awesome to see them get it deep into finals if possible. That's super exciting. The other team out and playing, unfortunately not with a win this week, is the AFLW girls, obviously. No, I watched that one the other night, or a bit of it anyway. What did you make of it? Uh, what, well, from what I saw, it was I've watched pretty much up until about half time. Yeah, they, they, they were trying really hard. They seemed to have good structures. But Darcy I, kicked a nice goal. Yeah, I think the big difference was just some of the skill levels between us yeah. and the Pies. We've lost a few players. I'm yeah. not expecting huge just, things. Just but made a big difference when you're trying to move the ball and yeah. it just sort of, you miss targets. In, especially in their game, it makes it hard. Yeah, yeah. Did you see Maddie Prasakis, I can't say her last name, tore it up for Essendon? No, really. Hurts. Yeah, we lost some really good players. Nick Stevens to St Kilda. Yeah. Yeah, we lost a few so that was That's going to be tough. But, yeah, hopefully the girls... Uh, Let's get behind the girls as well. ...can prove a few people wrong and we can have a few few of those young girls really have some, some breakout seasons and yep. it'd be nice to see... It would be so nice to see. Um, so let's get behind the girls and the VFL boys. And um, that's it for the first season of the Blue Pod. How have you found it, Maddie? It's been fun. It's been really fun. I think it was more work than either of us ever <laughs> yeah. envisioned. So we hope you guys are enjoying. <laughs> uh, but look, I guess the the big thing is I, I we actually found a, a bit of an audience, which was lovely. Yeah, so thank you for listening. Bit, bit pointless doing it if no one's listening. Yeah. Not that we expect anyone to really listen, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it has been really nice. And I think we should give a shout out to the listeners who have tuned in each week. Yeah, and... and Especially the people that have engaged with us in the social medias, I think Absolutely. it's it's nice to be able to get a bit of different perspectives and questions and content, which I think rather than us just rambling on about the feeling same like stuff, we're talking to ourselves, over, it's yeah. nice to have built a bit of a community there. So if you've listened, if you've told anyone about anyone about us, if you've sent in a mailbag question, given us a review, any of that, we really are grateful for it, and we've really appreciated you this year. Yeah. Um, we are on the socials, and we'll be announcing when we're back. It will presumably be. I imagine we'll, yeah, I think we'll do a similar thing. We'll probably go along to a couple of trainings and maybe put out a, a bit of a we'll pre-season. Pick, yeah, yeah, we'll uh, let everyone know. Just like we picked Lob out early this year, yeah, we'll, exactly. Uh, let we'll, everyone know who's it going to we'll be next to year. We'll go to open training and let you know. So we are the dot blue pod on Instagram, the blue pod on Twitter. So follow us there, and we'll let you know when we're back. 
Uh, in the off-season, Maddie, we're adding a couple members to the Blue Crew family. We are. We're, we yeah. we, <laughs> next year you might hear some babies crying in the background of the pod. So Matt's wife is expecting later this year, as am I. So yeah. new members of the Blue Crew family. I don't know if that's going to make it harder or easier next year. But I'm not sure, sure either, but uh, we'll see. More, maybe more remote recordings, we'll find out. But we'll be back next year. Thank you, as we said, for listening. Thanks, Maddie. It's been so much fun to do it. And look, not the result we hoped for this year. But a good year overall and a step in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. I, that's a you good summary. You have to say something more positive than that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't end the year on. It was definitely an improved year. It was lovely to see some wins. <laughs> it was nice to see some wins. Devastating to miss finals. but Totally. I think one of the nice things about supporting a struggling team, yeah. <laughs> I think it makes the good times all the more sweeter. So really looking forward to enjoying hopefully the next five years. And yep. uh, unlike some people who've, supported Geelong all their lives yeah, and don't yeah, understand exactly. the, 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 the turmoil we've gone through. Yeah, we're going to really, really, uh, really savour it. So let's, uh, let's hoping next year is just a step further. I hope so. I'm dragging out this wrap up, but I'm just going to give you one more question. Premiership prediction. Who's going to win it? Uh, I think it'll be a Sydney Geelong final with Geelong winning it. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say Melbourne Geelong final with Geelong winning it. I don't, just a heads up. Yep. I don't think that's possible. Oh, isn't it? I think Melbourne and oh, Geelong, on the same side of the they draw. would meet up in the prelim. Ah, oh, okay. Okay, I'll take that back. Well, I'm going to have to go for Geelong because my husband does. Uh, I don't want Collingwood anywhere near it. I don't want Melbourne anywhere near it. <laughs> Brisbane don't look like it. No. So maybe it'll be Sydney. Yeah. All oh, right. well, it's not us. <laughs> See you next year, Blue Creek. Thanks again. <laughs> oh, we'll mix it up on the last one. Oh!